This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me here. Uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, man. We got a chance to catch up before we were recording, and the energy was real. It was it was alive, and uh, we had many a conversation about things that usually you know we we wouldn't be talking about on a business podcast. But I think I think that's also goes to show like the the genuine nature that you bring to a conversation. So this this should be a very interesting one. And I like to start the conversation off always by asking, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? So it's a little bit of a loaded question, to be honest. <clears throat> so yes and no. Um, so I found out in recent years, like my great grandfather was an entrepreneur, um, didn't know. You know it, it, so I say yes and no, because being black in America is, you know, historically is been is is different. So, you know, even in positions and places where people might have wanted to do, wanted to be, the system wouldn't allow you to be, you know, like, you know, some, you know, in one breath, I have one great grandfather who um, I know this for a fact, this one was the son of a plantation owner. <clears throat> and so, you know, he was more favored. So he got, he learned to read, he learned to do certain things because he could read, he was able to go and be prosperous in a certain way. Uh, my, on the same, same token, same side of my family, so as my mother's side of the family, um, the other great grandfather, I don't even know if he could read or write. I've never saw him read anything. I've never saw him, you know, read a paper or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, the man was insanely intelligent. He taught me how to play dominoes. He taught me how to do a lot of things, you know, as a, as a young kid. <clears throat> and um, but you know, I wonder if if he had had the same access and opportunity, where would he have gone? You know, what were the things that he had done? And then you know, so. Um, but then again, I look at it also from that same lineage. I have, you know, an aunt that is uh, one of Arizona's top 48 women of all time. Uh, she's her business was featured in the Wall Street Journal. Um, she's, you know, I've got my great grandfather sat on or my grandfather sat on the, on a board of uh, he was the first black elected school board official since Reconstruction in their parish in Louisiana. Um, you know, he did that for many, many years, did a lot of a lot of great work in the community there. Uh, I have an uncle who's a professional artist. He's what he does for a living. And, you know, um, uh, he's got a lot of great art out there. Uh, uh, Frank Kelly Jr., if anybody's into art, I would highly recommend checking him out. He does some amazing abstract work. And, you know, but then again, I've got the same time, you know, mo but most of our family are, you know, are, are solid earth, you know, hardworking. You know, I get up every day, grind it out, you know, go do my job and, and, and do the thing. And, you know, that's been traditionally that's what I've seen as a whole. So <clears throat> that's why I told people it's kind of a loaded question. I've actually never been asked that before. And um, so it's interesting. It's a yes. And that's why I said yes and no, because I think the spirit has always been there. I just don't think necessarily the opportunity has been there. 
And um, I put that in context to tell people I'm the first person in my family and generationally that's not born in some form of state sanctioned oppression against black people or people uh, who were born of enslaved persons, you know? So it's a very interesting dynamic now um, in moving into this space and being, being an entrepreneur. So I hope that yeah. answers your question. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, first of all, thank you for being so honest with that question. You know, you could have been like, yes and no, you know, and then, and, and like, that's pretty much it. And we could have moved on, but the fact is you kept going and you gave us something to work with, something to understand, something to learn from. And uh, my, my follow-up question to that is, what was that like to grow up, you know, learning all that? Did you learn this as you were older, as an adult, uh, this history, or was it something that you knew as a kid and it began to shape you even then? So, um, again, yes and no. <laughs> um, so I'm the old, so my, my mom is the oldest child. I'm the oldest child of my mother. So I'm the oldest grandchild, oldest great grandchild. So I was able to see people at a very young age. So I learned things, didn't understand I was learning them. And I, but I really didn't find out really until about a month ago that my great grandfather was an entrepreneur. And I found that out serendipitously through another gentleman that I know. Um, he's an extended family member, but he's an entrepreneur, but he's a very extended family member. Didn't know him. I just recently found out about him and um, we've been having conversations and, you know, he's like, well, you know, your great grandfather was an entrepreneur. I was like, no, I didn't. But then, but then, when, I, so when he started telling me, I started thinking about things. I was like, oh, well, they did say Papa Bill did this. He did that. And he was show, but it just never connected for me, you know? And so um, now that I'm in this space, I'm having, you know, things are being revealed to me about history and about family lineage. I'm starting to learn a lot more now. Um, it was never really, uh, I don't think it was ever really in my sights or like as a, as an aspiration to specifically be a, a business owner, entrepreneur. I think it's kind of like, I always looked at it almost like being in the NFL or being an entertainer. It was like, oh, I'm a big, one day I'll get lucky if it happens. Well, that's not really going to happen for me. I'm just going to go get an education and go work a thing and do the thing, you know, just and, and live the best life that I can live. But realistically, it's not a possibility until and I didn't come to that until I became older in life. Wow. Wow. And that's so crazy because here you are successfully working in investment design, quantitative, qualitative analysis, you know, impact focus, all this. How did this transformation happen? What, what, Cause some mindset took place. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, people have asked me that, like, how are you here? And I was like, that, that's a short answer is I kept asking questions. Um, I'm a quiz inquisitive person. I've always been that way. Just kind of, um, you know, what's that? What's this? You know, um, risk is i'm not too risk averse um and well i'm i'm cool with trying new things you know and and so um i kind of i i saw so prior service military and i actually was i was separated from the military prematurely so only i was supposed to do four years i did two and almost two and a half a little over two years and um that separation created a big hole for me. You know, I lost, lost my identity. I was a musician in, in the military. I was recruited out of high school to be a Marine, a Marine musician, a play euphonium. And, you know, so when that dream went away in my mind, I was just, in my mind at that time, I was going to be a musician forever. <clears throat> and so it's kind of, I guess, a little entrepreneurial in some aspects, um, but I didn't see it that way. It was just something I did. And uh, when that, when in my mind, when that dream went away, I didn't know where I was going to go. At that time, a guy introduced me to an MLM. I didn't really think anything. That was the very first time I'd ever thought to see. I think the seed had been planted that you can own your, you can do your own thing. I 
I was so just all over the place and young and just didn't have the skill set and the mind mindset yet and uh, focus. Um, fast forward a few more years later, I was introduced again to an MLM group. But at this time, they came with books. <laughs> and and that's what changed everything. They came with the, you know, they came with this book called The Master Key to Riches. I'll never forget. Sam was like, read chapter three is your first worth first read. And chapter three is definition of definite definiteness of purpose. And um, as it's very impactful, I still I remember that. And um, it was in that book, what changed for me was he talked about the 12 riches. And and um it's just, there's, there's 12 different ones. There's love, integrity, honesty, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And the last one, number 12, is finances. And it was interesting. He said finances, the reason why people put so much emphasis on finances is because it's the only one of the truths you can measure. It's the only one of the riches you can measure. I can't, there's no physical measure for integrity. There's no physical measure for love. There's no physical measure for for honesty, but we all know you can count those greenbacks, those sort of reserve notes. We all know that, you know, so I think that's where, so sometimes how much importance is put on that. And when I understood that, when I saw that, and it, it just kind of framed some things up for me and changed some things. And, you know, so that happened. And then I went to, I decided to go back to school because I was kind of wandering around, bumping around, just doing stupid stuff in my twenties. Went back to school, um, studied audio engineering. And in that process, I realized I don't think I'll be able to make enough money to sustain myself just being an audio engineer. So I got to figure out some other kind of pathway of making like some form of residual money or something like that. And that's, I think, what started me down the pathway of finding ways to create systems to make money. I read a, um, a Jim Collins books, a Good to Great, Built to Last. It's all about systems, why, you know, how good companies become great companies and how great companies stay uh, sustained throughout the years. And, you know, that kind of, and that was, those were two books I read early in my, in my, I guess, business growth. And it framed up some things for me. So I understood I needed to create some kind of system that I could live off of to do what I wanted to do over here um, for, for, that was like my passion. And cause everybody said, well, go to school for what you love. Well, I love music. And so I went to school for that. And, but I realized it wasn't going to pay me a lot of money you know, or the, or, or the path of the work I wanted to do and the work, it was, it, it was very in like joining the league. Like what is the chances of the me being the less than 1%? It's possible. What's the probability? And so I looked at that. And I was like, okay, I need to figure something else out. And that's what kind of took me down this path. And that's how I ended up here. Man. Thank you. What a journey that it's been. And I know that you tried to do your best to condense it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's even more, way more. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to give the floor to Jason. I'm sure he's got a thing or two that he'd like to ask or say. Yeah. Well, you know, I always like this first part because I just get to listen right at the, the very first part of this podcast. And it's always, you know, a lot of people's stories are the same. They're just different adversities, right? And different, uh, different challenges and that people face. Right. And, you know, in your case, you had a whole nother layer there to peel off. Right. So it's like you had the, the bandaid to peel off too. Right. So, so there's that part of it too. And, and to not, um, I applaud you because a lot of people, you know, they use that as a counter vessel 
and self-sabotage themselves, right? Instead of embracing it and changing it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I've seen that over and over again in my life. I too, I'm a military guy, retired 20, 23 years in the military and worked with all walks of life and led all walks of life and all of these things. And, you know, business is, is a place where you can transform. And that's why I love business. It's very transformational. You can lift yourself from everything in life, in business, and then none of that stuff matters anymore, right? <laughs> that's the beauty yeah. behind it. And then you hyper-focus that for good, right? Mm -hmm. To change lives, leave a footprint, and make your own freaking path for your own family that doesn't have that struggle, doesn't have that persona, doesn't have all those things because it doesn't matter because <laughs> you now are truly in control of your destiny. And the minute you get that in your life, you get that taste of that in your life. It's like a drug. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like a drug. It's like a fuel. It's like, uh, you know, you feel that passion in your belly and you feel that heat in your belly. And it's like, ain't shit stopping me now. I don't care <laughs> what happened last year. It doesn't matter. Right. Nope. nope at all. <laughs> so, yeah. So I applaud you for rising above the fold. Right. And, and, and doing, doing the things that a lot of people nothing to do with race, but just a lot of people just never get there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they just don't, they don't. you know, and, and that has nothing to do with, you know, race or anything. I'm just saying most people, uh, they just never get there. They can't seem to rise above the challenges. Right. Mm -hmm. And those that do truly experience freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a very interesting point that you bring up. Um, it's funny because for so many years, because I was separated from the Marine Corps early, I kind of had divorced myself from all those teachings. And I kind of just went, I kind of bounced all that self-sabotage thing you're talking about. I went all the way, man. I just <laughs> totally tipped the boat over. I went straight Titanic on. I'm like, I don't know. It's <laughs> anything you said, I'm doing everything opposite. <laughs> and um, um, now I look back and it's funny, my, um, and I recognize I was, it's almost, I feel like I was designed for this or engineered for this in some ways. And, you know, it's, it's who I am. I didn't really, it's intrinsically part of who I am. And I really look back on it. You know, my wife is always like, I think it didn't matter where you were going to go. If you'd gone to college then or there or whatever, you, I think you would, she's like, I think you'd always found this pathway. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and it's interesting hearing that from her because, you know, she sees me very, you know, differently than I see myself, but, um, you know, I think about those kind of things and, and a lot, and, you know, with this, how much of this is me and how much of it is just the adapt adaptation to situations and things like that. And I think it's, I think it's all the above, you know, I don't think it's one thing or the other. And I think that's one of the, one of the issues that we see a lot in just society. And I'm not trying to be too esoteric or, or too political here. Just that's on my point, just more so looking at how people either take a either either or instead of an and approach, 
you know, and, 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 and more so, I think what you're saying is, is, is it's really about when you can come with the and, you know, I, yes, I was this person and I need to validate that person. I need to understand who that person was and, and accept that part of me. And then, and, but also accept, I don't have to be that person anymore. I think that's, and I told you that's the best gift I feel like we've been given is, is as humans is the ability to be different tomorrow. So right now I can make a decision right now and be a different person and I can create that. Now, of course, we all know something about habit force and things like that. You've got to go through the process and change your synapses in your brain and blah, 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 all the science behind it. But I still get to make that choice every moment, every time, every day. And it's all about when I start, once I recognize that and own that, then that's when I can get to that point of where I can pull myself above. I can I can recreate, reimagine who I am and, and reimagine the life that I want to have and move forward with that. Because business has definitely done that for me. Business, it, it, it gave me that purpose because um, I like helping people. And I recognize I like creating impact for people and being in business allowed me to do that. And it allowed me to, and, it, and I want, once I realized as an executive, it wasn't the people in the organization, it was me. Things didn't work well uh, at the end. It was, it was always because more than likely I missed something in the process. And, or I'm showing up with the wrong, per, the wrong headspace, the wrong energy, and that's dissipating, dis, dissipating through my organization. And um, once you get to that point, is I think the self-actualization of that is when you can really rise above and really get to that point where you were talking about Jason about you know finding that purpose and hope, hyper focusing that and, and driving down that lane. Because and and when you find that, it's it, for me it was so free. Because it just allowed me to just let go of all a bunch of stuff that didn't matter. If it's not on this pathway and focused on here, oh well. You know, I mean, it's just I, I don't. I used to be. I used to have a feeling about that. I don't have that anymore. I'm just like, dude. I'm just doing the thing. You want to come along? You I, anybody's more than welcome to join this bus, get on this train, and ride it with us. But you don't want. Hey, the train's still going. You know, so that's just what it is now. Yeah. The interesting part. Here's the interesting part, Philip. We were just talking about this. We talked about this last night, right? With, you know, what is something, you know, in either business or in life, right? You could just skip back 24 hours and go, you know, I'd love to change that, right? <laughs> and <laughs> because I think we're constantly evolving, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're a live human be evolutions happening in real time, right? <laughs> you know, I look at my life or, or the things that I've been through in life and how I was raised and how smart you are and all these things. Right. And then I look at my kids that are three and six and they're already smarter than I am. Right. Because they're so plugged into everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no more like my dad would just tell me something when I was a kid. And it was just like, okay, <laughs> well, now you tell your kid something and they Google it and they say, actually, dad, that's not correct. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been, we, our sons are seven and five and I've been, I, re I just recently introduced him to Google. Cause I know I'm like, Oh, I don't need him. Challenging. I know You said three, this was, and I know, I know he's going to, I'm like, okay, here we go. I got to, Let's let's uh, let's just Google that, son. I don't even debate him. <laughs> let's just Google it. See, see, what Google, see what the see what the research said. Just research it. So, oh yeah. wow! 
it's so funny. fascinating, man, because it's true. The the new generation, it goes back to that whole thing of people would say you shouldn't be using a calculator. You're not going to be able to do that now in the real world. And it's like you can do a lot more than that. We can calculate. We can check in with our friends, send an email, make an investment maybe even take a picture all at the same time. <laughs> That's yeah. the kind of world yeah. we're living in, man. It's yep. quantum leaps from that go. math class. Yep. And so it really is exciting to, to know and, and that this is the world we're living in. And to, to Jason's point, the point he was bringing up earlier, we were thinking about doing some interesting things on the show and we might as well, we might as well do it uh, now and, and ask you like, even just as far back as yesterday, Right. What's one thing you would have done differently today that, you know, yesterday you were like, you know, that's not happening anymore. Tomorrow's a new day. And I guarantee you that's never happening again. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Because we all we all do it. it. Like, I know exactly <laughs> what it is. It's crazy. Like I had that conversation with myself today about something. <laughs> This has been. It goes back to the business. It's so. It's such a dynamic environment. Like every 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 time we interface with a client, it it's different. Every time every business is different. Every you know every deal is different, and because of so all the different conditions and parameters, I've reached a point where um, I think it's back to that hyper focus. It's really going and being and being honest about that to myself and not just to myself because i'm honest about it to myself but i've recognized it's really being honest about it to the environment around me and really communicating to everybody hey look this is the what i'm doing and where i'm going if you ask me a question or think i'm going to do anything different than this i think it's i think i i gave myself the permission to be like no i'm not doing that i don't care how you feel i understand it i understand you have your intention but i have mine too I have a, and you don't see what I see. And, and I'm moving this forward. You might hate me today, but you'll love me tomorrow. And I, and, and, and I think the, even if you don't love me tomorrow, like I, it doesn't really matter. I got to walk in the path and walk in the faith that I know that, that, that's put in front of me. You know, if I don't take this step, no one's going to take it for me, you know? And, and so I, I have, I had to be very, I'm okay now. I've accepted that. And I think it's crazy you ask that question. I literally was telling myself this morning, oh, I ain't doing that no more. Like that mindset is gone. Some things recently happened and I was like, no, mm -mm. you can, you can be mad all you want to be. You can be in your feelings all you want to be. But when, you know, we all, we all know on the other side of that coin, you know, it's like, oh, you're the greatest thing ever. Oh, we love you. You know? So, um, okay. you know, I, I, I just focus on the other side of the coin all the time now. I'm just going to do what I do because I know I'm not doing it out of malice or ill will or anything like that. So just keep going. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad that we asked it. And it's, it's really interesting. Like what, what you said is like anyone who's doing real things in business every day has to make hard decisions and those hard decisions then shape your character. Right. It's like a, a raw stone and a, a sharpening stone and a blade. Right. And every day you get sharper. And if you're doing it right, you make new commitments and you continue to transform. And that's the kind of conversation Jason and I were having. We said, we're talking to lots of successful people. There's, there's, it's an impossibility that they're not making those kinds of decisions to themselves every day. And I think that speaks volumes to anyone who isn't there yet. And when they hear like, 
you really can just do that every day, every day. And to, to your point, what you were saying, at least the way I understood it, Brandon, it's like, look, I now know exactly as, as for as long as until it changes again, what exactly I want to focus on. And if, in order for me to operate at my best levels, this is what I need to do. And I hope you can respect that because it's not going to change either way. This is the new level that I'm at and you're either meeting me here or you're not. The good news is it's a big world. You can do whatever you want. I just know where I'm going. And that attitude shift and, and watching how that will continue to evolve is going to be an interesting conversation. So thank you for indulging that because there's seriously a synchronicity in uh, us having that moment right there uh, and getting back to the narrative overall. So you achieve this level right? You figure things out, you get to learn about yourself and step into the world of business. And over time, you arrive at where you are now. What are your current goals? What do you, what do you want people to know about what you're doing? Everything? No, but (laughs) 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 Um, um, well, I'll also say this, you know, um, we're about impact. I know that's that's catch all. It's, 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 it's kind of PC, but you know, um, I tell people I, 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 a lot of a lot of times when people ask my story, I start from this specific point. You know, I, I'm a not, I was a non-traditional student, so I didn't go to back to college until I was 30. And um, but when I went to Texas Southern University, that's HBC HBCU here in Houston. Um, when I was there, I got the opportunity to do some things and, and to take some chances and risk, and I did a lot of um, social impact. So I, I literally wore the soles out of my shoes walking across campus in the, in the third world area, pushing this um, project that we were doing. And, and we were blessed enough to get two acres of green space from the university inside the middle of Houston. So anybody, you know, an urban area of two acres of green space is a big deal, especially for a university that's landlocked. And they allowed us to create an urban farm out of that. But from that farm, we created um, programs. We work with sixth, seventh, and eighth graders of girl and boys school. We work with the university, the, the people around us, and all that kind of the, the stakeholders in the area. And when I stepped back from that and removed myself from that and left that, I was doing my analysis and I was like, man, I was able to do all this and have this much impact literally with just will and want. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I learned, man, I went through, that's when I learned how I've been exact. I went through three executive boards, well, two before I got to my third one, and I realized, oh, I was the problem. And, and that's when everything started changing. People started happening. I started, you know, things started attracting to me. And um, when I looked back at that and I was able to create that much impact, I, I was like, okay, how much impact can I go through? And a really taking understanding and really, because I was studying finance when I was at university. So I studied business and finance. So I'm a business guy running this farm. And people are like, what is this? I was like, but it's all business. And it's all widget. It doesn't really make you replace anything. Yeah, there's some nuance. There, there is definitely nuance, but the methodology, the understanding of business and in, in our system, our structure kind of stay, remains the same. And um, but the main point there was it was about impact. And I said, I understood I could do this. What could I do with real resources, i.e. money? If I could really understand how to get to capital, how to create and control and design instruments and assets that investors want to put their money into what could I really do? And I started really understanding the control and not even control. It really goes back to the impact. It is, there is an element of control there because I'm able, because I, in order for me to create the impact I need, I need to be able to control the narrative a certain way, it, you know, to control the architectural design, just like an architect does in a building. 
And, you know, it's not they're like controlling the space, but they're controlling their understanding what needs to go, what the conditions are, how big something needs to be or, or small or to really hit, hit the weight load to, to, to create the space you want. And um, so with that, you know, it's, it's, it's really been a thing of like what I want people to know is 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 that we are here to move scale businesses, to let people understand and know you don't have to go through 30 years of drudging it out, doing this and that, you know, or, or you, you don't necessarily even have to all the time be the guy that's the operator. You can be the person that's a part of this process. I think so many people see, don't see all the, see all the small little things and how they can intersect into that and, and, and how that, and how that all happens to create the big picture and, and, and create that impact. And, and for us, it's really about, and for me, when I say us, you know, our firm, it's about, um, helping people get to and scaling and, and creating sustainable living, sustainable jobs, not just, and not really being just a PC thing, but an actual thing we're doing. And, you know, you can quantify and qualify and put in, in counts just like those finances. I see. Uh, it's an interesting thing to, to, to say the idea of designing an investment opportunity. Uh, I can see that architecting an investment opportunity uh, it's, it's much like much like people go around trying to create an offer for their product or service, right? There's so many variables that are taken into account to design the perfect uh, narrative for someone to understand how they can be a part of that journey, part of that story, and not have to be the operator. I, I, I see where you're go, where you're going with that, and and that's really interesting. And this is at Lumiere, is it, did I say that right? Lumiere, 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 it's Lumiere. French for the light. So I don't yeah. pronounce it correctly. I'm from I'm from the south. I know it's wrong. I say it. <laughs> so, I, I don't get offended with look long, look long as you don't call us late for dinner, we're good. You know? <laughs> don't feel bad. My 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 wife's maiden name is LaFrant. And more than one person has asked her where she's from. It's like in the name France. Hello, baby, France. <laughs> I should be ashamed. Actually, my 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 mom's last name is Lafew. I should know better. You know. <laughs> um, no, this is awesome, man. And so then, how can people get involved with that? Like, where do you prefer for them to reach out to connect with you deeper on the ideas that you've been espousing? Yeah, um, the best thing, the best way to get a hold of me is through LinkedIn. And you'll just find me through my name, Brandon Cottingham. You know, we're we're low key guys. You know, we don't we don't have a website. You know, I call it, I'm, I handle business development, and I call it a velvet rope approach. You know, I, I like to we're small. You know, we're we're a smaller firm. You know, and so I, I think one of the other things I've learned in business is I get I don't have everybody doesn't have to be my uh, my customer. You know, I, I when I really did the numbers. Somebody, we always have a conversation with somebody. Well, 93% of people, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't need the 93. I need seven. I need five. I actually need less than that. And I'm good. You know, if I can get one half of 1% of the market share, you know how much money that is? Like, that's a lot of kept work. You know, when you really start looking at it and they're like, oh, man, I don't subscribe to the what everybody else got to do. I got to do idea. So LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn and, 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 or, um, and that's probably the best way. Yeah, high engage. There's definitely a difference between high engagement, high ticket uh, offers, and and relationships to customers as opposed to people who are very transactional and the complete opposite. And they don't even build a relationship. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. there you go, wham, bam, thank you. So, 
I dig that. And I think it's an interesting take on business. Uh, now, before I get to the last two final pieces of business, I want to turn the floor over to Jason, just checking in. I love the idea of bucking the system a bit, right? Because this system tells us we have to do certain things, so on and so forth. And I did the same thing. I bucked the system. Um, I bucked it in a big way. I still do today. Um, and rainmakers come from bucking the system, right? It's where rainmakers come from, right? Because, uh, you know, doing things the same as everybody else, a lot of times people will say, well, you got to do it this way. And I turn around and go the other way. <laughs> and people are like, well, that's going to fail. Great. If it does, doesn't mean you're right though. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because then from there, I'm going to take another right turn and probably another left turn and two more right. Right. But I'm going to get to the, I'm going to get to the end, how I want to get to the end. The same outcome might be there at the end. Right. But I want to get there, how I want to get there, how, what puts me to sleep the best at night. Um, what makes me feel like I'm giving to the world. And, and I feel that's the journey you're on. So thank you for being on that journey because it's a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah, man. Same to you. It's it's that whole uh everybody's talking about, oh no, we should be taking the paved road. And you're like, well, right. there's all this open land that people haven't even explored yet. And we've got we've got to map it out. And I have no problem being the first one getting lost here. The good yeah. news is I'll also be the first one that arrives. <laughs> mm, that's right. That's I always say, man, don't, don't, don't. Don't live on the leading edge. Live on the bleeding edge. Mm -hmm. That's where you got to be right there. <laughs> and so we've arrived to the last two pieces of business we always like to do on this show. And we added one new one today into much success. We we're talking yeah. about yesterday and what you would have changed. So uh, in the spirit of that, and I think you alluded to it earlier, uh, just, just, uh, just in the way you were ex explaining the work that you do. But if you could tell anyone who is young and uh, let's, let's just say, if you could go back and speak to the Brandon that just found out he wasn't going to be able to be a musician anymore as a, as a Marine, what, what would you say to him now, knowing what you know now? Okay. So I have two quotes that I live by. One is a Martin Luther King Jr. Quote, which is a lot of people know this one. Um, if you can't fly, then run, if you can't run, then walk, can't walk, then crawl. Just whatever you do, you know, whatever you keep moving forward, paraphrasing, of course. My second favorite quote is a Miles Davis quote. Sometimes you have to keep playing to learn to play like yourself. Mm. So I, when I couple those two together, it's about perseverance. Because with that understanding came the realization that I had to be okay with who I was, where I was, and when I was there. There will be highs and lows in life. Things that you, there's only so much you can control. You can't let so much of the external impact you internally. And you can't let what someone else's understanding of you is or perspective of you is decide what you want to do. Because for me, I had lost, when that thing happened, I lost a lot of my self-worth. And it took a very long time for me to find it again, a very long time. And um, 
It, but when I when I put those two things together, it really brought it, it, it for some reason, it just maybe being a musician, uh, that Miles Davis quote really impacts me because I know what it's like to be, to put that time in the woodshed and practice and practice and practice and finally like have this sound that's yours and it's voice that's yours. And I think in, in life, especially in business, it's in life, you've got to just keep going till eventually you understand who you are. And for some of us, it takes a little bit longer than others. Now, another friend of mine, she, she always says, thank God I didn't peak in high school, you know, and, and, and I'm like, hell yeah, you know, and, and, and even if you did peak in high school, that's okay. You can peak again, you know, just keep, get up and keep going, keep moving, keep going, keep going, keep going. So if you've got kind of what we were talking you know, earlier before we got on, it's, I'm just grateful for life, period. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and so, so everything else outside of that. You know, I'm, the word says, you know, be thankful for the good and the lean times, you know, and that's where it comes from. Because without that lean time, do you know what good times are? And without mm -hmm. those good times, do you recognize that you're in a bad time, that you're in a bad place, that you're feeling this? You, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't think you do. I think you need them all together. And, it's, and that's, and that's, so all that's okay. So just keep doing you, keep going. You're okay. You will be okay. Yeah, life might be shitty and sucky right now, but it doesn't. This will pass and will not be like this forever. Keep playing. Yeah, there's this huge overarching theme to like the conversation of like the good, the bad, the transformation, right? And the the inclusiveness of all that is your life experience. And and there's something that that's been a recurring theme in our conversation, and I I think it's a really healthy one because, like you said, most people are either or. When really what you need to be doing is accepting all of that, including, uh, and we've said this before, I know Jason has mentioned it a few times, embrace the suck, right? Like really get into that uh, because it's not going to be forever. And it's, it's, it's not easy, obviously easier said than done, especially when you're in it. That's how you know you're doing it right, though, is when you can catch it that you're in it, right? And there's a great book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer that sort of talks about that. Even in my own life at like 14, when I was an angry kid, I remember reading the four agreements and the agreements were whatever, but when there was a line there that said, if you're the voice inside your head, who was the person listening? I, it's the same thing. Like the minute I heard that, it just shocked my awareness out. And, and that's what I'm getting at is if you can catch yourself in a bad spot and know that you're in the bad spot, the good news is you're already under control the minute that you've been able to do that. And that's sort of the theme that's been happening in this conversation, the good, the bad, and the transformation opportunity, right? So I love that. And with that said, the grand finale question is one that I love asking mostly because there's no wrong answer, but it's always an interesting answer regardless of even at the most basic levels, when it ties back to the entire narrative of a conversation we just had. And so with that said, if you could have invited anybody, dead or alive, your pick of the litter, any time and place in the world, who would you have loved to have had here either as an additional conversational guest or just someone listening? Who would you invite and why? So as an additional guest, I'd invite my business partner. His name is Stephen Burkett. Um, Steve was the person that um, took the time to help me connect the dots and, um, you know, to, to help me remind me and see the value of all the, all the experiences that I've had. He was the first person to really go, Oh, this guy is, is different. And, um, and not in like this, Oh, this guy's different. Like, Oh, oh there he goes again. He's like, Oh, those are the skills you need to do this. And he was like, and, 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 you know, We've been rocking harder together every day, you know, 
that's that guy's become become family to me, you know. And um, I think I haven't had that type of camaraderie. Actually, I and I, I will I will admit, outside of my immediate family, I have never had another connection with another person, you know, even in the military, than I have with Steve. And um, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah. So it'd be Steve. And, it, you know, because it's something about, man, when we show up places, people are just like drawn to us. I don't know what it is. We just we just show up and it's just magic things happen. And we're like, my wife was like, I don't know how y'all do it, but I don't, I just stopped worrying about y'all. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Y'all just seem, seem to land on your feet. I was like, I don't know. We just go. And, you know, and, um, you know, it, it's all about, you know, being the just doing the thing, you know, and and pushing the envelope and and. And I just know when we're, when we, you know, it's Wonder Twins, but, you know, it's not even Batman and Robin. It's like, um, it's almost like the Justice League, you know, or, or the Marvel just come, you know, we just represent that, you know, and, um, and it's dope. You know, I really enjoy being, you know, taking this journey with him and, and we've done some cool stuff. We're doing even more cool stuff, amazing stuff. And it's just, we're really just really cracking the beginning in, in what we're doing and where we're headed. So that, that, that's, so that's who I would have had here with me today. I dig it. I think I think it's important to to highlight that because if we look at the entire narrative, uh, placing a premium on relationships sounds like like when you finally were able to connect with someone, what that did for all that you that you're doing uh, was a game changer. Because before that, it, it did feel like it was all on you and only you. And while that may be true for everyone in life to to a large degree. It's nice to know that somewhere out there in the world, it's not just you having to do everything and what that can do when you turn your 24 hours into 48 hours. And if you can add more and more people to that, you start you start the day off with a lot more hours, right? The minute that you can do that. And I, I feel that there's a power behind that. Uh, so for me, that's why I love hearing that because there's always a lead behind if you listen close enough, you know? And I was listening with with my entire heart man and it's really been a pleasure getting to know you brandon uh those are my closing thoughts i'm gonna turn it over to jason for some closing thoughts and thank you for stopping by yeah i i always like to say this so and this this actually this podcast was a perfect example of it in life in business we go through seasons right it's up to us to get through the season and then grow to the next season and then grow to the next season and then grow to the next one and the next one and the next one. And one of the greatest comparisons I've ever used for this is children, right? You take children when they're, uh, you got that season between when they're born and they're one, you don't sleep. There's a season. And you just got to remind yourself, it's just a season. It's just a season, right? Then they're one to three. And then they're into their things going through that. It's like just a season, just a season, everything in life, because then there's three to six, six to, then there's the teenage years. Then there's this, then there's that. Then there's the adult with grandkids and this and that life is just one big season. All we have to do is get through it as best we can and do what we think are the right things. And uh, always just keep that needle moving forward. And kind of, kind of in closing here is, you know, we have 168 hours uh, in a week. Thanks for stopping by and taking 40 or so with us. 
Um, we greatly appreciate it. There was definitely some great takeaways from this. And if as an audience, you didn't get it, rewind it and start over because there's plenty of it, take it and apply it. Um, and again, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you both gentlemen for having me. You know, um, I, I really do appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, it means a lot to me. Same thing. You know, you could have shared this time with someone else and, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. And the opportunity just to share my story and, 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 uh, um, have my voice heard. I, I, it's, it's greatly appreciated. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Um, I love your show. You know, I, I'm already a fan. I've been listening, like I said, listening to the episode. So it's super dope. I'm glad you're doing it. Keep it up. Thank you again. Oh, that's awesome, awesome, man. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.